Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful, all right? Hope you guys are ready. We have an amazing show today, all right? So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid, and that is Albert Einstein, all right? The title of today's show is The Genius in You, The Genius in You. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of the old episodes, you can go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If we're not friends on Facebook, my name on Facebook is Mark Starr, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R, or you can search for The Real Mark Starr. If you're not a part of our Power and a Half Hour Facebook group, please go ahead and uh, do a search for us on Facebook and send a request and we will gladly allow you into our group. All right. We'd love to have you in there. If you're on Twitter or Instagram, my name on there is at Coach Mark Speaks. That's at Coach Mark Speaks. And I have a daily message service to sign up for it. All you have to do is text BBD to 411247. That's the letters BBD, boy, boy, dog, to 411247. Two four seven, And the last announcement before we get started, uh, if you have not downloaded my new book yet, you can go ahead and download it for absolutely free. And the website to download it for free is www.repeataftermebook.com. That's www.repeataftermebook.com. Let's go ahead and get going. Profile number one, Thomas Chen. Now, at the age of 27, Thomas Chen came to New York from his home country of Taiwan with very little cash while only knowing very little English. Thomas knew only one person in America. Thomas came to America to find opportunity. Within two weeks of arriving, he found a job working for a moving company. It paid $40 a day, and Thomas considered himself lucky to get the job. Now, I have so many people reach out to me and tell me that they can't find jobs. Now, how is it this man came here from another country, could not speak English, right, or spoke very little English and was still able to find a job and and was fortunate and considered himself lucky to have found a job? And I think that's where the problem is. Many of us aren't looking at ourselves as being fortunate when we do get opportunities. We're not taking advantage of the opportunities that we get. And that's why we aren't getting any more opportunities. All right. Now, because he couldn't speak English, he couldn't work at many jobs. 
Most of the available jobs were low-paying labor jobs. He decided that in order to get ahead, he would need to learn English. Within a month of coming to the U.S., Thomas signed up for English classes. He spent the money he made on private tutoring and group classes to learn English as fast as he could. He was what? Investing in on himself. Right. He was taking all the extra money that he made and he was investing in on himself. The money that he had left over, he would stash away into his savings. Over the next year and a half, he was able to save $10,000 through raises he received and better jobs as he learned English. Right. He invested in on himself and now he's receiving the dividends from investing in on himself. He's receiving the fruits of his labor. Thomas never went to college, but he did learn how to weld back in Taiwan. He decided that he would spend the money he saved on a business he knew, which was welding. In his basement apartment, he turned steel into window bars and gates, then sold the safety devices to customers in Chinatown and Flushing. While building his business, Thomas would read books and took classes on business management. All of his research paid off as he started his company, Crystal Windows and Door Systems, in 1987 with two partners. Thomas's company generates over $60 million a year and currently employs over 600 employees throughout the United States and overseas. Thomas is now a very wealthy man, but he would never forget the memories of his past. Thomas is committed to hiring recent immigrants who have similar dreams of success. Now, to help these immigrants, Thomas provides free English classes for his employees. He also has given away to uh, Queensborough Community College a $250,000 endowment to provide scholarships so immigrants can enroll in the school's intensive English classes for free. Look at this man. He came to America with little money, not even knowing how to speak the language, and created a business that generates over $60 million a year. Now, you know why I do these profiles every single week? Now, let me tell you guys a story that I just recently read in a book that I'm reading. The author, right, he has a three-year-old son. The son needs to learn how to swim. He wants the son to learn how to swim. So he takes the son to the pool. And tries to teach his son how to swim. But his son has this float. You know those floats that go around you that hold you up uh, when you're in the water. And the son will not let go of this float. He will not take himself out of the float. So the dad is there teaching him days and days and days trying to teach him how to swim. And telling him, hey, Johnny, you can't learn how to swim if you have the float on. you got to take the float off. The kid will not take off the float. So a couple weeks pass and he finds out that one of his graduate students, because he's a professor at, I want to say it's the University of Arkansas. It's either Arkansas or Arizona, right? So one of his students is a lifeguard. Right? One of his graduate students is a lifeguard and teaches people how to swim. So he goes to the student and says, hey, can you teach my son how to swim? He's like, sure, I can teach him. I teach people all the time how to swim. All right. So the lifeguard takes the, um, the guy's son, the three-year-old son, tries to teach him how to swim. After about four or five days, same thing. He can't get the son to take off the floaty. 
So he's like, you know, sorry, I can't teach him because he won't take off the floaty. So the man is now frustrated and said, you know what? I'm going to try again in a couple years. Maybe when he turns five or six, I'm going to go ahead and try to get him to take off the floaty and learn how to swim. So then now, a couple months pass, and he enrolls the son in a uh, summer camp. All right. So one day he goes to pick the son up from summer camp. And as he gets there, the son jumps in the deep end of the pool. And he's like, oh, my God, my kid just jumped in the pool. He's going to drown. So he starts taking off his shoes and getting ready to jump into the water, right? As he's getting ready to jump into the water, he sees the kid swimming from the deep end to the shallow end of the pool. And he's like, huh? So then the kid gets out the pool. So he's like, Johnny, how did you learn how to swim? I thought you didn't know how to swim. How come, what, why have you suddenly let go of the floaty? And he said, well, dad, today I saw Darren and Darren was swimming and Darren is three years old and Darren didn't have a floaty. And I said to myself, if Darren could swim and he's three, why can't I do it? Why can't I swim? So I just started swimming. You see, this kid is three years old, and he gets it. He gets it. He saw somebody else that looked like him, that was the same age as him, and said to himself, you know what? If this kid can do it, I can do it also. If this kid can do it, he's three years old just like me, I can do it also. And then started to swim. And that's why I play and that's why I, I talk about these profiles every single week. You start hearing these profiles every single week and you start to say to yourself, man, if this person can do it, why can't I do it? If this person can create so much success in their lives, why can't I do it? If this person could come to the United States with literally no money, and can barely speak the language and create a business that makes $60 million a year, why can't I do the same thing? They aren't any better than me. And guess what? They aren't. They just took action. They just took action and they were hungry. That's why they got the results that they got. Nobody gave it to them. This man came to America and he only knew one person. But he came and he was hungry. He knew what he was looking for. That's why he was able to create the results that he created. Profile number two, Jay Swanson. Now, Jay bounced around different jobs in the early years of his life. At one point, Jay managed a gas station in Portland, Oregon. After a while, the company closed down. Jay then went on to work in real estate as an agent. Jay wasn't good at it at all. Jay was getting frustrated as he tried to figure out what he can do to support his family. The answer finally dropped in his lap, literally. One morning, while weaving in and out of traffic, Jay spilled coffee into his lap. This got Jay thinking. He said to himself, there has to be a better way. Jay noticed how the coffee house customers were holding steaming cups between their thumb and forefingers to avoid burning their hands. 
That's when Jay's idea hit him. Jay would create a cardboard sleeve that would fit around the coffee cups. He developed the idea, then offered it to Starbucks. Starbucks wanted exclusive rights, and they were dragging their feet and closing the deal. Jay decided to go out on his own and put all of his money on the line. His new company would be called Java Jackets. Jay borrowed $3,000 from his parents and hired a patent attorney. He used his credit cards to produce 100,000 coffee cup jackets made from waffled recycled cardboard. With Jay having to pay for the first order up front, he was left with no money. He returned to the cafe where he had initially spilled his coffee. The owner bought some of the Java jackets and Jay used the money he earned from the sale to attend a trade show. At the trade show, Jay and his wife, Colleen, who is also the CEO of the company, got orders from 150 cafes. Their efforts have paid off big time as Jay now sells over 25 million of these sleeves every month to neighborhood cafes as well as to national chains. Here it is. This guy's struggling, right? Trying to figure out how he's going to provide for his family. Gets a brilliant idea. Not only does he get a brilliant idea, he puts action to the idea. That's where we're falling short. I get people reaching out to me, sending me messages, sending me emails, calling me, texting me all the time. Coach Mark, I got this brilliant idea. Right? An idea is a pretty good idea. But then they don't do anything with it. Let me tell you something. Each and every single one of of each and every single one of us gets tons and tons of ideas all the time. It's not about the idea. It's about the action that you put into the idea. You can have the greatest idea in the world, but if you don't apply any action, it means absolutely nothing. Profile number three, Albert Einstein. Now, Albert Einstein was a German physicist. Albert revolutionized the science of physics. Albert is best known for his theory of relativity. He is one of the most important, if not the most important scientists of the past 200 years. Many consider Albert to have been a genius. Now, Einstein was definitely a genius, just as each and every single one of us is a genius in some area or field. Einstein's area of expertise was in physics, and many of us are still discovering what ours is. At an early age, Einstein was a poor student, and some of his teachers thought he might be retarded or mentally handicapped because he was unable to speak fluently at age nine. Einstein was fascinated by the laws of nature. He began to develop his passion at an early age. At age 12, he discovered geometry, and by the age of 16, he mastered calculus. Einstein disliked school and was trying to find a way to leave without hurting his chances for entering to a university. When he was expelled from school because his teacher felt he had a bad attitude and it was affecting the other students, Einstein tried to enter enter the Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, Switzerland, but his knowledge of subjects other than mathematics was not up to par and he failed the entrance exam. On the advice of the principal, he first obtained his diploma at the Cantonal School in Arau, Switzerland, 
and then in 1896, he transferred and was automatically admitted into the Federal Institute of Technology. Einstein has a long list of achievements and accomplishments in which we couldn't go over all of these in the time that we have. I just wanted to show you a part of his early life where he was thought to have been mentally retarded at an early age, couldn't speak properly, and had issues with teachers even being expelled from school and then failing to get into the university of his first choice. Yet he was still able to go on to become one of the most brilliant scientists of our time. Actually, one of the most brilliant human beings of our time. Let's now look at Albert Einstein's rules of success. All right, you guys ready? Number one, try not to become a man of success, but rather try to become a man of value. Now, if you want to help yourself, then you have to help others. In this world, we don't earn what we deserve or what we think we deserve. We earn and people pay us in direct correlation to the amount of value that we bring now if you think about it what's the difference between the cell phones that companies used to give away for free and the latest iphone it's that the iphone is more valuable because it can be used to complete more of the tasks that helps your life to run the way you would like it to it provides more value to you so you're willing to pay a lot more money for it Another example of this would be what is the difference between the work that a doctor does and someone that works in the kitchen of a fast food restaurant. They both work extremely hard. And to be honest, the fast food worker may even work harder. Yet the doctor provides more value. So he in turn gets compensated significantly more for the value that he brings. Number two. Once you stop learning, you start dying. I talk about this all the time. We were born to learn and consistently grow. For example, if a flower were to stop receiving water and sunlight, it would then start to die. This is the same with us humans. Our water and sunlight is new information in which we use to continue growing. If we are not continually taking in new information, then we are essentially dying. Many people are dying a very slow death because they have decided to not learn anything new and grow. Number three, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. This is for all my entrepreneurs. When you're explaining what you or your business does, you should be able to explain it to a prospective customer in less than 30 seconds. If you can't do that, the person you're speaking to will definitely, and I'm telling you, they will definitely tune you out. One of the assignments that I had the students in my Born to Speak speakers group do was to create their elevator pitch. Now, that's just a 20 to 30 second pitch on exactly what it is that you do. By having your elevator pitch prepared, when you get the opportunity to present what you do to someone important that can help you, you are able to present it quickly and efficiently. If you take 10 minutes to explain what you should have in 20 seconds, you will absolutely lose the person. Now, how many of us have had someone come up to approach us and trying to tell us what it is that they're doing and spend 5, 10, 20 minutes trying to tell us something that they could have told us in 20 seconds? Isn't this frustrating? You got to keep it simple. You got to keep it simple, right? You should be able to explain exactly who you are and what you do in 20 to 30 seconds maximum. You got to keep it simple. Number four, 
Anyone that has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. Mistakes are evidence that you are trying. The easiest way to figure out what the right thing to do is by learning from doing the wrong thing. Don't let mistakes get you down. Every time you do something wrong and make a mistake, if used correctly, it should help you get closer to doing it the right way. Number five, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Now, this is a continuation of what we just talked about. It's okay to try and make mistakes, but if you keep making the same mistakes over and over again, then you're obviously doing something wrong and you may actually be insane. Some people confuse making mistakes with making the same mistakes. They use this as an excuse to not do anything at all. You have to keep trying. Even if you don't accomplish your goal, you just have to try different ways to accomplish the same goal. Now, remember this. If you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. It's like this. If nothing changes, nothing changes. Number six. True sign, the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. Let me repeat that. The true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. Now, Einstein also said imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited to all we know and understand, while imagination embraces the entire world and all there will ever be to know and understand. Now, the most successful people in any area are able to think outside the box. This way of thinking puts you so far ahead of everyone. Everything great that we have came from someone's imagination. Ten years ago, the iPhone was just a part of someone's imagination. The iPhone wasn't even released until June of 2007. It hasn't even been ten years. It's like less than nine years, eight and a half years. Eleven years ago, if someone told you that in ten years... Everyone would carry a a supercomputer in their pocket. You would have thought that they were crazy. Now, every great idea was thought to be crazy before they came into existence. Before Henry Ford developed the automobile, people were happy with the horse and they thought that he was crazy. People would be like, automobile? What are you talking about? Why do we need an automobile? We got these good horses. Why do we need an automobile? Number seven. It's not that I'm so smart, it's just that I stay with the problem longer. See, Einstein understood that in order to achieve success at anything, you had to be persistent. Here's that P word again. You have to be persistent. What most people don't realize is that Einstein spent the majority of his life developing the theory of relativity. He then spent the rest of his life developing the theory of everything, which he struggled with every day until the day that he died. He didn't retire. He was working on his theory of everything up until the day that he died. That's how consistent he was. Number eight. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we use when we created them. If we already had the answer to our problem, then we wouldn't have a problem. That's why we need to continually work on improving our knowledge. We can't expect to solve a problem that we have with the same level of knowledge that we use to create the problem. If we haven't learned more, we're never going to solve that problem. That's why we have to continually educate ourselves and trying to learn more and more. Number nine, you have to learn the rules of the game and then you have to play 
better than anyone else does. Now, to become an expert in any field, you need to learn all you can on that subject. Study other successful people and strive to do better than all of them. Most people lose the game of life not because they aren't good, but because they haven't learned how to play the game the right way. Number 10, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Every single one of us has some area that we have an extreme level of talent in. Generally, our problem is that we spend most of our time in areas that we aren't as skilled in or that we aren't passionate in and that we start to believe that we aren't skilled or talented. Now, Albert definitely was a genius, but he too had his share of difficulties. Two days after he finished his theory of relativity, he wrote this letter to his 11-year-old son after being separated from his son because of a split with the boy's mother. This is the letter. My dear Albert, yesterday I received your dear letter and was very happy with it. I was already afraid you wouldn't write to me at all anymore. You told me when I was in Zurich that it was awkward for you when I came to Zurich. Therefore, I think it's better if we get together in a different place where nobody will interfere with our comfort. I will, in any case, urge that each year we spend a whole month together so that you see that you have a father who is fond of you and that loves you. You can also learn many good and beautiful things from me, something another cannot as easily offer you. What I've achieved through such a lot of strenuous work shall not only be there for strangers, but especially for my own boys. These days, I have completed one of my most beautiful works of my life. When you are bigger, I will tell you about it. I'm very pleased that you find joy with the piano. This and carpentry are, in my opinion, for your age, the best pursuits, better than even school. Because those are things which fit a young person such as you very well. Mainly play the things on the piano which please you. Let me repeat this. Mainly play the things on the piano which please you even if the teacher does not assign those. That is the way to learn the most. That when you are doing something with such enjoyment that you don't notice that the time passes. I am sometimes so wrapped up in my work I forget about the noon meal. Be with TT, kissed by your papa, regards to your mama. Now that's what a genius teaches his kids. Follow your passions and do what you're passionate about. Focus on the work that you get so involved in that you forget about everything else. Don't let anyone define your course of action, not even your teachers. Now, uncovering your genius starts with first understanding that talent is not as much about what you do, but how you do it. Let me repeat that. Uncovering your genius starts with first understanding that your talent is not as much about what you do, but how you do it. People usually equate talent with what they do, such as singing or playing a sport, but true talent has more to do with how you approach what you do. For example, if you are very sick, you may would prefer to choose a doctor based on their approach to health, their passion for what they do, and truly wanting to see someone get well versus someone that may have gone to a better school but treats you like you're just another patient. 
when you find the work that you are extremely passionate about, the work that you would do regardless of how much you would get paid to do it, this is where your genius lies. So let's now look at exactly what is meant by saying that everyone is a genius. This does not mean that everyone has the same IQ as Albert Einstein. This means that everyone has a unique and powerful way their brain thinks through problems or challenges that they face. Something that is inside of them and is exceptional. The problem is that most people don't see this and the failure to see it is what ultimately holds them back in life. So let's go over three common roadblocks to finding your inner genius and three ways that we can overcome them. Number one, the problem. We can't see our greatest strengths and ultimately our genius. It's hard for us to be objective about ourselves. Most times we can't see how great we really are. The solution Get feedback from people who you work with and who you trust on the work that you they think you are best at. Ask them to be specific on what your unique approach is to the work you are doing. Ask a variety of people and look for patterns in their responses. Look for people saying the same things, right? Because generally, if multiple people are saying the same good things about you, then it's probably true. Just sometimes we can't see it. Number two, the problem. Our minds default to the negative while being positive requires a choice. Our brains are wired to pay attention to the negative. This is a biological way we protect ourselves from danger. This was necessary thousands and thousands of years ago when there were saber-toothed tigers lurking around to get us. But saber-toothed tigers aren't lurking around anymore. This ends up hurting our ability to be the best that we can. The solution Pay attention to the negative messages your brain is telling you. If these messages aren't serving you, reverse them with messages that are more positive. And number three, the problem. We all have psychological baggage that prevents us from owning our greatness. Everyone has baggage. It's the nature of being raised in environments we didn't choose. Everyone is different and this baggage baggage can prevent many of us from accepting and acting on our greatness the solution release your baggage if you are having issues releasing your baggage and it's holding you back seek some help and hire someone to help you dig deeper and overcome your challenges all right all right well that's all that we have for today's show want to remind you if you ever want to go back and re-listen all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com That's PowerHH.com. Now, I know you know three friends that should have heard this message. Make sure you share with them where you're hearing this from. Make sure you share with them the radio station that you're listening to this on, right? If for some reason they're not in the same city as you and can't listen to that radio station, you can have them go to my website, www.PowerHH.com. But make sure you share this radio station with whoever you are listening to any of your friends and let them know, you know, where you're listening to this show at. All right. And the quote that I want to go ahead and end today's show with is, I believe that everyone in the world is born with genius level talent. Apply yourself to whatever you're a genius at and you can do anything in the world. And that's Jay-Z. Have a great rest of your day. And until next show. 
Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Starr. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.